Tilma, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA-owned and operated for over 40 years. This is The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Welcome back to Drive with Peter Vlahos here on SENWA. Wherever you may be listening, of course, on SEN 657 in Perth, SEN Spirit uh, 621 in Bunbury in the southwest, in our mighty goldfields at SEN 1611 on DAP Plus at SEN Peel, or wherever you may be around the country, around the world. Great to have you on board on the SENWA app. Let's talk football, the world game, because the Socceroos are gearing up, as we know, for the World Cup. Gets underway the 20th of November there in Qatar. And tomorrow night at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane, they will play their final home game as they prepare for other matches in Europe ahead of the big World Cup opener for the Socceroos. Well, a man that will be calling the game on Network 10 tomorrow night, it's an 8 o'clock kickoff there in Brisbane, is Simon Hill, very respected football commentator. Simon, thanks for your time and thanks for spending it with us here on SENWA. Pleasure, Peter. How are you? Very well. Uh, you just got back for about six weeks on leave, and I believe you saw a bit of football over there in the UK. Yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a bossman's holiday. Um, <laughs> obviously, the football season was uh, was in full swing in the UK, so I took full advantage of that and went to see my beloved Manchester City on three occasions and uh, caught another couple of games. I went up to Scotland and saw St Johnston Aberdeen, courtesy of a uh, a very kind ticket offer from Ryan McGowan, Socceroos. Uh, so, yeah, I enjoyed it, and uh, you know, it's it's always great to go and to go and watch the team that you support or supported as a kid, and I have done ever since. Uh, and nice to see him win. I even got to go with my old man as well, which was lovely. Oh, nice touch. Uh, and they are certainly the team to run down this season after what has been a, a very stuttering start by the likes of Liverpool and, of course, the team in red in that city, Manchester United. Yeah, well, United have, uh, have come back a little bit in recent weeks. Obviously, they lost their first two fixtures to Brighton and to Brentford. And uh, the Knives, it seemed, were out already for Eric Ten Hag. I, I did see one meme that was doing the rounds on social media uh, that had renamed him Eric Ten Weeks. Um, but <laughs> I, I think, you know, that they're, they're back in the groove to a certain degree. You can see what he's trying to do. I don't think United are going to challenge City this year for the championship. Uh, Liverpool has been the big surprise, really. Uh, they've had a very poor start by their lofty standards, just not really at the races. And I do wonder if there's a, a little bit of a hangover from last season, where, of course, they, they went so close to winning uh, the unprecedented quadruple, but fell short in two competitions at the end. Sometimes it can be difficult to you know, lift yourself a little bit. Mo Salah hasn't looked quite his old self. They've lost Sadio Mane. Uh, defensively, they've looked a little bit shaky, but you know, it's still very early days in England, and uh, I, I think Liverpool will still be City's closest challengers. Although Arsenal and Tottenham are both much improved this season as well. Well, of course, many years ago I worked with uh, a man that was known as Mr. Football at SBS TV, the late Les Murray. But of course, Simon Hill, uh, you could almost carry, uh, not to the degree of Les Murray, but in some ways at uh, the Mr. Football tag because you cross everything that happens in football in this country. And overseas, and I believe this morning you may have been That's the fine. you may have been the MC at a the launch of the Sydney Super Cup that will see Celtic down here later this year. And Ange actually flew back into Australia. Ange Postecoglou, how did that go? And what do you have to say? Yeah, it was good to see Ange. I haven't seen him in a while. Um, he was in good form this morning uh, there to launch the Sydney Super Cup, which uh, of course is taking place. 
uh, around the time of the World Cup. I think it starts on the 17th of, of November, uh, involving his club Celtic, Everton as well from the Premier League, and uh, Sydney FC and Western Sydney Wanderers from, from the A-League competition as well. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Ange was, uh, yeah, he was in fine form. Uh, obviously, he's, you know, his club is going well, although he did point out that uh, they've just lost their first game of the season against St. Mirren last weekend, and the fans have let him know all about it. And he said that's the pressure that comes with being at, at a club the size of Celtic. Uh, I, I think he's doing a terrific job there. He won the Scottish Premier League title and the Scottish League Cup, of course, last year. He wants to make a big impression in the Champions League. Um, but I, th- I think he's just in his element, really. That, that's the sort of job he's, he's wanted all his life, to be involved in a you know, real passionate football culture, which he's certainly got in Glasgow. And uh, if he keeps on winning trophies, then the links with the English Premier League are going to continue to come. I see he's already been uh, quite closely linked with the Leicester City job, should Brendan Rodgers uh, get the flick. Uh, he was linked with the Brighton job as well. Um, he was playing that down, of course, as he has to do, given that he's under contract at Celtic, saying that his focus is very much on, on his job at the moment. But uh, I, I think if, if, a, if a big club from the Premier League comes in in the next 12 months, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if Ange is tempted further south, particularly as that's you know the league he grew up watching. He was a big Liverpool fan as a kid. So I think ultimately that's where we might see him. Interesting. Anyway, good to see Ange back in Australia. Simon, let's look at the match tomorrow night at Suncorp. You'll be calling it for Network 10. Australia hosting New Zealand, Suncorp Stadium, and these two nations have played quite uh, frequently over the time. I see they've uh, met 62 times. Australia holds 38 wins. New Zealand, 13 wins. And the other 11 matches have been drawn. A real test for Australia as they prepare, as we know, with this friendly tomorrow night towards the World Cup in November. What do you expect to see? Well, I mean, the World Cup, as of tomorrow, is is two months away to the day, or at least Australia's first game in it against France. So this is the final opportunity, really, for a whole uh, truckload of fringe players, including the likes of Jason Cummings, Garan Kowal, Harrison Delbridge, Ryan Strain, Keanu Backus, all of whom are uncapped, uh, to put themselves forward and say to Graham Arnold, look, I, I want a seat on that plane to Qatar uh, in November. So there's a lot at stake for the players. Uh, it's a bit of a celebration as well, of course, uh, a chance for the fans to, to wave the team off. Uh, Hus Hiddink is back in the country as, uh, as Graham Arnold's assistant for the day because Rene Mullenstein, his normal number two, is out actually scouting France in Europe tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be great to see Hus, and I'm sure the fans will love seeing him. And, of course, it's also uh, the celebration of the centenary of the Socceroos. Uh, they played their very first game against New Zealand in uh, Carisbrook, Dunedin, in 1922. Uh, when the two captains were Alec Gibb and George Campbell, uh, and this set in train, this rivalry that's been going on for a century. And as such, Australia tomorrow will wear sky blue jerseys with a maroon trim. And the reason why they'll wear that uh, kit is that back in 1922, uh, the first Australian team was selected from only two states, they being New South Wales, hence the sky blue, and Queensland with the maroon. Uh, the other states didn't get a look in for various reasons. Victoria didn't want to be involved. You won't be surprised to hear that politics had a, a part to play and that something's <laughs> never changed. 
South Australia couldn't afford it, and Western Australia was probably just too far off the map at that particular point in time. So uh, it'll be, uh, you know, a very uh, interesting cultural uh, affair tomorrow night. And I know there's a few uh, legends from the past going to be there, hopefully the likes of Rally Rasic and Frank Farina. So uh, a real celebration of, of not just uh, the modern-day Socceroos and what they're about to go and face in Qatar, but uh, also the history of the game, which... Unfortunately, in this country, as you well know, Peter, we ignore far too often. Yeah, I agree with you. Here, uh, here, um, and it will be a fantastic event. I'm uh, looking forward to uh, watching the coverage. Of course, called by Simon Hill. Saying that, um, Graham Arnold has picked a pretty extensive squad. I think there's 31 in the squad. Um, what will be the dynamics? How many do you think will get a run apart from the ones that will be will pick themselves? As we know, if you look at a starting eleven, it almost picks itself for the Socceroos at the moment, but. How will he work, do you reckon, the squad tomorrow night? Uh, look, it's difficult to know. I mean, obviously, he can't just throw in, you know, 11 inexperienced players. Uh, so I think it'll have to be a mixture of, you know, the more established stars and maybe uh, some of those who are hoping to get on the plane uh, to Qatar. And I think he'll be looking at problem positions, uh, things that perhaps not quite settled in his mind. So, for example... At right fullback, where Nathaniel Atkinson played against Peru, where Fran Karacic has, has had a go, where Ryan Grant is not necessarily out of the equation as yet, uh, where Ryan Strain, who's in this squad and who is playing well for St Mirren, uh, may be you know, worth having a look at. Uh, in the centre of defence, obviously he's got an injury concern over Harry Sutar, who may not make uh, the World Cup. Kai Rolls is, is out uh, of this camp because he's injured. So maybe we'll get a look at Harrison Delbridge, who is uncapped playing in Korea for Incheon United. And the one that really interests me, he's been looking for a, a true number six, a holding midfielder for quite some time now in the mould of, you know, perhaps a Vinnie Grella. So, you know, might we see Cameron Devlin, uh, the uncapped player from Hearts, who's, who's doing so well in the Scottish Premier League. Uh, and up top, of course, you're always looking for goal scorers. So Jason Cummings, Garan Kowal. I mean, I could go on and on. You can make a case for, for anybody in this squad to get a run uh, tomorrow night. Bear in mind, they've also got a game in four days' time, the return leg, if you like, against New Zealand in Auckland. So there are two matches in four days. And I fancy pretty much everyone in this squad will get a run at some point during those two matches. Uh, but I think tomorrow night it'll probably be a blend between the experienced guys uh, and some of those fringe players that I've mentioned. And just before we uh, throw a question about, uh, I know that uh, James Johnson made a, a statement today regarding a second tier to the A-League, possibly as early as next season. Uh, I'd like to throw you that question, whether you think that's the way to go. But before we leave the international friendly tomorrow night, New Zealand, of course, their head coach is Danny Hay, who spent some time here in Western Australia as a central defender mm -hmm. with the Perth Glory during his A-League career. What do you expect from the All-Whites? Uh, yeah, well, I think he was voted most glorious player twice yes. uh, during his days with, with Perth Glory. Um, great playing career, played in the Champions League as well with Leeds United. Uh, but it's, it's, it's difficult to know, really. From Obviously, they're, they're smarting from not qualifying for the World Cup. They feel as though... They should have beaten Costa Rica. They haven't played Australia in 11 years. They haven't beaten Australia in Australia since 1998. And there is talk that the New Zealand team might go into a six-month hiatus after these internationals, which some of the players, most notably Chris Wood, probably their highest-profile uh, player at the moment, has said is, is ridiculous. And, you know, they need to be playing games. These well, it could well be Danny Hayes' last matches in charge. 
his contract runs out at the end of the month. Uh, he's indicated that he's un uncertain as to whether he's going to stay in the job because of that proposed hiatus. There are financial problems for the Federation because of not qualifying for the World Cup. So they're in a bit of a state of flux. Um, whether that galvanises them in the two games against Australia, I don't think they need much motivation playing the Aussies to you and vice versa. So I think they'll be two very competitive games, probably very physical as they normally are. And I think New Zealand will give Australia a pretty good test. Yeah, honest. of course. Simon Hill uh, will be covering it on Network 10 tomorrow night. Six o'clock, it gets underway here in Western Australia. An 8 p.m. kickoff there at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. Just as I let you go, of course, uh, a story that came through today is that Football Australia's CEO, James Johnson, uh, did a road show, no doubt expressing and talking to various individuals and clubs about the possibility of a second tier of national football in this state. And he reckons the national second division is going to possibly happen as early as 2023. Your thoughts on that, Simon? Yeah, I don't think it'll happen in 2023. I think it's it's a bit too soon for, from the point of, in time where we're at now. Uh, I think 2024 might be more realistic, but there's, look, there's no doubt that we need it. Um, we need more opportunities for our young players. There are only 11 professional clubs in Australia, if you exclude Wellington Phoenix, or of course, based in New Zealand. And, you know, with regards to the national teams, that limits the amount of players that Graham Arnold has to, to select from. Um, so we, we have one of the smallest professional competitions in world football. Uh, we need to expand that. Uh, we've certainly got a big enough player base to do that. Uh, the question as ever is, can the game afford it? And uh, that, that's the $64 million question. Um, it's up to the clubs... Uh, to, to attract the right sort of sponsorship, to have their, their ducks in a row in terms of how they professionalise their clubs and, of course, the FA to run it prudently. Uh, but I, I think there's no doubt that everybody in the game wants it. Uh, what the makeup of it looks like, I, I've no idea. I think there are 30 clubs in the umbrella AAFC organisation that have in, uh, intimated that they want to be a part of it. Um, so it will come down to money in the end. But uh, do we want it? Do we need it? Absolutely. Yeah. Sooner the better. And you'll have a couple of clubs already putting their hands up, the likes of the Powerhouse Club in Melbourne, South Melbourne, who for many years were one yeah. of the big clubs in the old NSL. And, of course, uh, Sydney United 58, who, of course, have got through to the Australia Cup final. They'd be also another club that'd be pretty keen to get involved. Simon, it's been a pleasure. Look forward to your call uh, tomorrow night, mate. Should be terrific. Australia against New Zealand, as you mentioned, the first of two games, uh, the other one being played down there in the land of the long white cloud. Uh, great calling, and thanks for joining us uh, here on the program this evening. Thanks, Pete. Have a great week, mate. Always a pleasure to have a chat to Simon Hill, our world football expert here on SEN Drive with Peter Vlahos. That's the show. Hope you've enjoyed it. I'll be back again tomorrow, even though it's a public holiday. Uh, I'll be back with Kim Hagdorn tomorrow night at 5 o'clock to have a look at the AFL Grand Final teams and how they're likely to line up Plus, everything else that's happened in AFL during the course of the week. And no doubt, Kim will have his say on the, the big issue today that's involved the Hawthorne Football Club. Look forward to your company tomorrow night from 5, right here on SEN.